0: to another episode of ASX Market Goss. For no more than 30 minutes, we're going to dig a little deeper with AXS listed uh, small cap companies, their focus, the future, the highs and lows, and what's next. A part of the conversation is to get to know our guests at a personal level, their experiences, mentors, slips and slides, even down to their coffee of choice, and life away from the share price and investment decision making. Our guest in this episode is Brad Underwood, Galileo Mining Chairman and Managing Director. Galileo Mining, ASX code GAL. Brad, I appreciate you coming in and thanks for joining us on ASX Market Goss.
1: Great to be with you and I hope it's an interesting podcast for everyone that's listening. Yeah, hopefully it will be and I'm sure it
0: will be. Tell us a bit about Galileo, where it all started, because I'm pretty sure it's been around for a while.
1: Galileo has been around for a long time. Before we listed in 2018, we were a private company, 100% owned by a well-known West Australian mining entrepreneur called Mark Creasy. Uh, So we've been around since 2003. I've been working for the company since 2010, we then decided to list in 2018, Uh, so we have a lot of experience with the area that we're working in, and yeah, we've been around a long time. And Mark
0: Creasy is someone that you've, as you say, you've worked for, he's a senior investor uh, uh, in the company, he started the company Galileo, Um, a very private person but at the same time has a very public profile in regards to mining.
1: That's right, and Mark is has been a great supporter of us since day one. I worked for Mark for eight years between 2010 and 2018 and managed a number of private exploration companies during that time. Uh, Mark is just uh, one of the best and most supportive people I know for exploration companies, and he continues to do that for us.
0: If there was one takeaway from your time working for and still now with Mark, and I'm sure you lean on him every now and then, um, what is the one takeaway that you've learnt?
1: The biggest takeaway is that intelligent decisions can make a huge difference in a high-risk business like ours. Uh, for those listeners that aren't familiar with exploration, it is a particularly high-risk business just because of the difficulty of making discoveries that are worth mining. Uh, we ourselves are looking for palladium, nickel, and copper. We managed to make a discovery last year, uh, but that has taken over 50 years to make a discovery in that area. We believe that we've managed to achieve that by being trying to be more smarter And in a high risk business, uh, making the best possible decisions can increase the odds quite a lot and lead to success. And that's probably the biggest takeaway that I've learned. Are you winning? I believe we're winning. Uh, Our share price has gone up since we listed and the trajectory of a lot of junior explorers with this share price over time is downwards. Uh, So we have bucked that trend over the five years uh, since we listed in 2018, we started at 20 cents We've been as high as $1.95. We're currently around 80 cents. And if our drilling continues to be successful, I think we'll keep growing. So on those terms, we're definitely winning.
0: Uh, That's good. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who are listening now who are contemplating a move in that space. Um, What are you looking for?
1: Fundamentally, we're looking for palladium and nickel. uh, But we are quite agnostic. We will look for anything that has value in the ground. We are in the resources business. We are professional explorers. We explore the ground. Uh, We work the ground and try and understand the geology and the potential there for economic extraction. At the moment we are focused on palladium and nickel because that's the discovery we've made. Did you always want to do this as a kid coming through school? I've always enjoyed being outside and I grew up in New Zealand. It's a fantastic place for uh, looking at geology but not so good for the uh, mining part of the economy there which is very small. So what we see is there are a lot of geologists that train in New Zealand. Uh, I think there's five universities there that offer geology um, courses uh, because it's such, it's such a great place to study. There's mm-hmm. a, the natural environment there means there's a variety of mountains, uh, hot springs, lakes, everything you want to see in a geolo- geological terms to get that practical understanding of how the earth is formed. Uh, but then we graduate and tend to move to Australia.
0: Yeah, so how did you find your way to Western Australia?
1: Initially, I moved to New South Wales and worked in the outback there in a a small town called Ningen at a copper mine. Then I came to Western Australia, worked in the Pilbara, moved my way around Australia, worked in the Northern Territory for a while, back to Western Australia. I've since settled down. My wife and kids are West Australian, and I feel myself to be West Australian these days as well. Okay. Now, do you support the All Blacks, the Wallabies? Uh, That has been a uh, (laughs) source of contention in our house, (laughs) Luckily, like I mentioned, my wife is West Australian, so she knows almost nothing about rugby. So the deal was our kids could support the All Blacks, but they have to support the Australian cricket team. That was a non-negotiable. Uh, And when it comes to footy,
0: uh, we are an Eagles household. Ah, nice. All right. We're getting to know our guest, Brad Underwood, of course, Galileo. Hey, Brad, I I looked um, in before coming in and having a chat with you today, and I think you've described that 2023 is going to be the year of Callisto. Now, that is a quote attached to you. One, do you remember saying it? And two, do you think you're on the right track?
1: It definitely sounds like something I would say, and I'd probably say it again even. So we are certainly on the right track. Uh, By the year of Callisto, I mean that we are heavily exploring that area. It's a project very close to Norseman. We made a palladium nickel discovery there last year, and we are spending a lot of time and effort drilling out what we've found to understand what we've got, the size, the dimensions, the grade, everything we need to know about Callisto. Uh, we expect to find out this year, and that's why it is the year of Callisto.
0: Okay, so uh, it seems as though it's a patience game, the mining and the exploration uh, business, and assays and all that sort of stuff. I'm slowly being educated the more people I chat to here on the podcast. But um, when's the time frame? Do you set yourself a time frame in this sort of in this um, in this space?
1: A lot of what we do is driven by the results from the back of the jury. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen until we get the results back and we can make decisions and keep drilling. Uh, We expect that we'll be drilling for the rest of the year. At the moment, we have two rigs on site and we will maintain that. Of course, what we would like to do is bring more rigs on site and make that process a lot faster. Uh, For people unfamiliar with geology and mining, drilling is the main way that we understand what's in the earth. We take core samples, we build a geological model We try to understand what is the most uh, likely areas to be economic for mining, and that's what creates value for our company.
0: In regards to Callisto, um, we'll talk about, and you can talk about the the industry as such, but I'd love to know um, something to do with, you have a fish on the hook, and I'm going to ask you, is it a
1: blowy or is it a blue marlin? (laughs) Do you know... Uh, we don't know. And that's why we drill. And that's why the risk is involved in our business. If we knew, there wouldn't be that risk there. So the risk is, what size is this discovery? Is it a small discovery? Uh, it doesn't look that way because of the amount of drilling we've done. So I think we're more on the uh, blue marlin end of the spectrum than towards the... Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> the blowfish. You don't want to catch. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: waste of space who <laughs> you steals your
0: bait. Okay, so, so people listening, and you, look, it could be people who who know this this area, know this space, and know mining and and know uh, mineralisation and the likes. What about those who don't know? Why should people have an interest in what Galileo slash Callisto is doing?
1: We are part of the broader economy and. In Western Australia in particular, we have a strong mining culture here. So there's a lot of people employed in mining. So even people who aren't interested in geology or exploration, uh, they're generally interested in what other people do. And uh, a lot of us here in Western Australia are involved in mining. If we are successful, then many years down the track, there might be people that work in a mine called Killistoe. Uh, if we are really successful, we might employ three or 400 people in, in five years' time. Uh, so it's that growth that I think will keep people interested. Uh, people who are interested in the regions in WA, we are in a small, close to a small town called Norseman. Any discovery in the regions has a measurable effect on the economy of those small towns and an effect on the people that live and work in those areas. Uh, So, mining is a people game. Uh, It's all about how people extract resources from the earth for the benefit of other people
0: little doubt about you Brad Underwood you know your stuff now you're sitting opposite to me uh, today in a crisp white shirt or somewhat maybe cream do you still like getting your hands dirty did you get out at the coalface and uh, or are those days over
1: absolutely I've just returned from site yesterday I still have a pair of boots I don't know which number of boots they are but I've been through a few in my career <laughs> uh, the current pair are doing well uh, my shirts still have the dirt ingrained in them that just won't come out in the wash uh, and I still see myself as being quite hands-on I very much like going to site and understanding uh, everything that goes on yeah it's tell us about going to site and
0: and for the again for the one of better saying get your hands dirty what, what are you looking for when you're there you're looking for the way that the operation is running getting feedback first-hand feedback from your workers what's the whole process when you're in charge
1: uh, so my role is really to get a quick overview of everything that's happening on site. So we have an exploration manager on site who's responsible for the day-to-day operations. I speak with him every day. And when I'm on site, I'm always looking for how things are operating. Uh, once, because I've been around for a while, is immediately when you go to site, you can get a sense of how the site is running, just from the layout, uh, the way people are moving around the site, what they're doing, particularly the drillers. The way everything's laid out, is it orderly? Are the tracks well maintained? Do we have good access Are the water supplies? Uh, Within a a day of being on site, I can get a very quick feel for what's happening, uh, who's doing the work and um, who needs a bit more encouragement. Do they know you're coming? They definitely know I'm coming uh, (laughs) to the point on Wednesday. They literally saw me coming, a couple of guys, and started working very fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that happens in most
0: workplaces. Brad Underwood is our guest, Galileo Mining. Uh, Let's get a little bit personal. When you wake up in the morning and you're ready, you've got a young family I know, but you're ready to go to work and put your work hat on, what's the first thing you do?
1: Uh, Like a lot of us, I check my emails uh, almost immediately upon getting out of bed. Uh, So we do have some international investors from America, and also what happens on the local market here is determined by international forces. So we are part of a global economy, I need to understand uh, what's happened overnight, uh, which direction the markets are likely to go, and just check in for emails from people with an interest in Gallo.
0: Then, when you walk into the office, I'd love to know about the landscape of the office in regards to, uh, obviously, you've got your, your mine sites and the likes, but what about an office? What's, what's, your, what's your fraternity like there? How many people you got working there? And, and we're seeing a big shift. When COVID arrived, we seem to be more, a lot work from home. Some of the office spaces are diminishing. We're still in West Perth where there's a, a still a, quite a big uh, sort of mining company um, landscape. How's your office look like and what do you do when you first walk in?
1: I think the first thing you'll note about our office is the strong, pervasive smell of coffee. Uh, it keeps <laughs> us all going, so that's probably the first thing that happens. Coffee of choice? What's yours? Uh, Joe's Bakery in West Perth. It's a fantastic place. I've been going there for over ten years. Uh, I usually get my coffee somewhere between six and seven in the morning, uh, and it's always been good. And what is your coffee? What do you what do you drink? Skinny flat white and, <sighs> uh, and a croissant
0: <laughs> every day.
1: Most days. (laughs) Every day with the coffee. So how does
0: the (laughs) office work in regards to the the workers and and, and the like?
1: Yeah, so we have a small uh, permanent staff of just five people. Mm -hmm. So we are a very specialist uh, technical team. We specialise in understanding geology, target generation and making discoveries. We also specialise in contractor Mm -hmm. management. So we have a very strong technical team and we manage a lot of contractors. But in town here, we have a permanent staff of five. Uh, a lot of them can work from home if they wish, uh, and during COVID, we found that we were just as efficient working from home, uh, but most of the guys prefer to come in because we have the collegial environment, get to chat to each other face-to-face, and it does seem more efficient doing that.
0: Did you have to adjust your management skill set um, with COVID, you personally?
1: We've always been a small team, so we didn't have to adjust too much. Uh, we had to manage the challenges of operating with COVID and in particular because we are working in the regions and having our guys travel from Perth to site uh, did involve some challenges Uh, I don't think that we I personally had to adjust the management style too much we've always had a lot of uh, care for our staff Uh, so yeah it's just a natural extension of that dealing with the an epidemic which was uh, an unfortunate event over the last few years no
0: doubt as a family man have you got the work-life balance right
1: depends who you ask <laughs> if you're asking me i, I do my best and I, I think i'm doing okay uh occasionally i get some feedback from home that i uh, might be able to improve in that area do you read
0: do you yes. have any other interests away from of the industry
1: absolutely i enjoy reading uh books mostly non-fiction books uh very much interested in holidaying with uh, my family. Uh, Ixmouth is our location of choice for a summer holiday. Mm. Uh, we like the heat. I've uh, been a geologist for a long time. The heat is no problem, particularly when you're on break. Uh, so, yeah, we, um, yes, I do a lot of things.
0: And you, and you're, you mentioned that you, you barrack for the West Coast Eagles. How are you coping with that?
1: Um, easier than I am coping with the current form of the All
0: Uh, time away from from looking at share prices, looking at results from drilling and stuff like that, um, how long can someone stay in the game and keep learning? Are you still learning? Because you've been in, in a, a long time.
1: Absolutely. It's amazing if I consider how much I've learned over the past five years. In fact, if I break my career into five-year blocks, yep. uh, I've, I can't... I couldn't even imagine the person I would become who I was five years ago, so I've no idea who I'm going to be in five years, just because of the amount I've learned, things that I didn't even know existed that have now come to into my consciousness. And uh, yeah, I, I don't expect I'll ever stop learning.
0: Tell us more about that. Go back to the Brad of five years ago to the Brad now, if you'd like to share if there are secrets in that. I'm sure you want to keep them to yourself, but tell us a bit about that development.
1: A lot of it's been about the change in role. So I was mostly a technical professional uh, looking at how to make discoveries, as well as that I was managing a number of joint ventures and corporate transactions. But it's a very different role when you become the person in the managing director's chair, responsible for an entire company, the people within it, and the ultimate success of that company. So that responsibility is a big shift. It's easy to look at the person in the uh, managing director role, the CEO role, uh, and imagine that they might be able to do a better job. But it's a very different situation when you're sitting in that chair and understanding the breadth of responsibility and the scope for both success and failure, which you have to com- contemplate, and the decisions that need to be made to keep the company going in the right direction.
0: It's a really good uh, point you make. I'd love to know about failure. How do you deal with failure and disappointment inside your industry and your company?
1: You need a strong stomach in this business. It's uh, Failure is part of our business. Uh, most uh, exploration programs aren't successful. And just to give you an indication, I think we've undertaken 20 separate drilling campaigns in the five years since we've been listed. Uh, that might involve two to three different geological targets each time. So over five years, we've tested perhaps uh, 50 different targets, and one of those has come up. But we only need one to come. Uh, So the one we've made that has been successful is Callisto, and it's really driven the value of the company. So there is a a lot of unsuccessful programs before one comes up as a success. Uh, Most of us focus on the success, uh, but it's certainly part of our business is testing concepts, ideas, and uh, seeing them not work.
0: So it sounds like, during our chat, you chips in on Callisto. What else you got going on?
1: We have a lot of uh, prospectivity around Norseman around Callisto. In geology, we uh, build our understanding of an area, and when a breakthrough discovery happens, it opens up the entire area for a new style of exploration. Previous to the discovery of Callisto, we would never have been able to get the money to go and do the drill campaigns we're currently undertaking. Now that we've made a discovery, we've recently raised $20 million, and we can do a huge amount of drilling that would never have been contemplated by anyone doing exploration in that area in the past 50 years. And that's how long this area has been explored, even longer. So around Norseman there was a gold discovery back in the 1890s. This area has been explored for over 100 years, and in particular over the past 50 years for nickel and palladium of the kind that we've discovered. It's taken that long to get a breakthrough discovery. We've now got the funding to thoroughly explore the whole area and we'll be doing that and hoping to make a lot more discoveries.
0: You sound positive and I, I love the way you're talking and it could be, the 2023 could be the year of Callisto. Is the
1: year of Callisto.
0: <laughs> Correction, <laughs> is the year of Callisto. Brad Underwood is our guest, Galileo Mining, ASX code GAL. So where do you see Galileo in five years, two years and one year? If you can break it down, you can go one, two, five or you can go big picture and work your way back where do you see it over those three year, 3 term breakdowns?
1: We were talking before about the huge changes that occur over five years. Uh, so it's really hard to imagine what or where we might be in five years. Uh, but I can start there and say that where I'd like to be is a company with a very large resource, uh, possibly multiple resources around Norseman. Um, so we're talking 50 to 100 million tonnes or more in five years. That's where I'd like to be we don't know whether we will get there or not. That's the aim, that's what we're working towards. In two years, we would expect to have a much better picture of what we have already discovered, uh, almost a full picture. So we'll know what we've discovered in two years. In 12 months, we should be most of the way towards understanding what we have at Callisto and starting to explore along straight. So the next one to two years are quite critical and that five year dream or plan, I mean, it's so far in the future at the moment is really Um, a vision for us is to be a successful company with a large amount of resources that are worth mining and profitably extracting from the earth you sound like you love what you do
0: do you wake up every day and get excited about getting back from from your site manager some positive news or you you, do not wake up every day hoping for that do you you know be positive one is one thing but patient is the other
1: I'm always hoping for positive news. We're drilling at the moment, and I know I've been around long enough that even one drill hole can make a difference in understanding and through the mineralisation we can find. So at any day uh, when the drill rig is operating, there's always a chance of getting that positive news, and it's very exciting when it happens. When
0: he rings and your phone rings, do you have a rule like you can't ring at 3am, 5am, or do you just say, if it's good news, ring me? If it's not good news, I don't want to know.
1: There's no rule about calling. An exploration (laughs) manager can call at any time. uh, And I'm constantly in communication with him at least twice a day. Wow. Have you always been positive? Because this
0: conversation over the last 20-odd minutes has been very positive. And if I was a listener and I was a future investor, I'd be thinking that you are one man that I would like to ride on the coattails of.
1: I'd like to think we've always been optimistic. We know that... We have made discoveries in the past, and it's a process. We spoke at the beginning around the intelligent decision making, which increases our chance of success in a very high risk business. And I think we've demonstrated that with the work that we've done. It does take time, uh, but we have made a discovery. We've been rewarded for the discovery that we've made, but we think there's a lot further to go.
0: Okay, last one for you, and we appreciate your time. Um, There's people listening to this podcast now, in the future in the backlog or whatever it may be, why should they be optimistic about jumping on board Galileo?
1: We're constantly drilling, and through that process, we've got the chance of making more discoveries, being successful. We've been successful in the past, and what's the disclaimer? The past is no guide to the future, but it's a reasonable indication that we can continue to be successful. That's the plan, we've got big dreams, In five years, we hope to be in a completely different world than what we're at at the moment. Uh, And five years ago, we had that same dream where at the moment we have achieved that initial five-year plan and it's um, yet to be seen whether we achieve the next plan.
0: 2023 is the year of Callisto. We just want to clarify that.
1: Yes, it's uh, something I said and I'll say it again. It's the year of Callisto. We will find out what's there good or bad or otherwise, uh, we are doing the drilling and we're going to make sure we understand what's in the ground.
0: Brad Underwood, Galileo uh, Mining, has joined us, the Chairman and Managing Director, ASX Co. for Galileo Mining, GAL. I hope you've enjoyed the chat as much as I have. Brad, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, it's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed
0: our chat. Make sure you tune in for our next edition when I'll be providing you with another rare insight into an executive leading one of the companies you might be invested in to get the Goss on what makes them tick and why they do what they do. ASX Market Goss is available on a number of platforms, not just the one you're using right now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, and RSS.com like us, leave a comment, rate us, give us your feedback. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under securities laws of such jurisdiction.